the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Hello everyone. Just give me a second to get all of these things set up and started. I'm always amazed when I come to church and pretty much everywhere I preach, that even though the people that set up the music and the people that bring a message, you know, small little messages beforehand, and the people that do the actual sermons, we don't necessarily send 700 emails or texts during the week to make sure that everything flows together beautifully. But yet God's hand is just over all of us. And the theme seems to just run through as a golden thread. And doesn't matter where we are, what we do, as long as we do it for God, he's with us and he guides us in everything. And I just saw the same thing again today, that, you know, the message seems to be traveling true between everyone. Anyway, uh, welcome everyone. So glad to see you all here. Uh, always gorgeous to be able to, you know, come together and praise our Lord. Today, Murray gave me um, a very specific title for, for this sermon. Girl Power, a soccer mum and a judge slash prophetess. And I'm preaching from the book of Judges, as we have been doing for the past couple of weeks. I wonder if that girl even knew what soccer was. But, you know, we'll go with it and we'll see where we end up. Every night around 6 o'clock, Daniel and I, we sit down and we watch the news, as I'm sure a lot of you would do as well. And this week especially, I was amazed at the amount of chaos that there seems to be in the world at the moment. There's protests and fires and stones and rocks being thrown, clashes with police, etc. in Wellington. And then there's this full-scale war that Russia has launched against the Ukraine, and it just feels like the world is really almost coming to an end. It feels so wrong, and it, it can really press on our hearts. And often when we go through these troubling times, and gosh, there's a lot of that at the moment, it can feel as if we're all alone. And as the battles we faced, it's just so big. But in times like these, I am reminded of Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of these things. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, God was so adamant that he really wanted us to get this message that literally two verses later he repeated himself. And he said, the Lord himself goes before you. Even when the trouble is there and you haven't even reached it yet, he's already there. He goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. I find a lot of comfort in these promises. We don't have to be afraid. 
when we face our personal battles, because we're not alone in them. God promises to never leave us. And even better still, he promises that he'll go into these battles before us. And then while we're in it, he will be there with us. He clears the way. And then while we're in it, he protects us, makes it a tiny bit easier for us. And then because he's such a good father to us, often when we face these battles, he places someone in our path to help us along the way. Over the past few weeks, we've been delving into the lives of the people of Israel and the book of Judges. During this time, God used the judges to bring his word of judgment and warning and blessing to the people of Israel. And today we'll be spending some time in Judges 4. And here we're going to meet two ladies, two women, that have a lot to teach us about being a support person for someone that is going through some tough times. Deborah is a judge and a prophetess, so it's easy to link her to the message name. And then there's another lady by the name of Jael. The Hebrew is Yael. Uh, doesn't say anything about soccer, but I'm guessing it's, you know, she is, she's an everyday person. She could be any one of us. And uh, she's a lady with some serious skills when it comes to tent pigs. So if you've got your Bible with you, please read with me. The Israelites, again, did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. So the Lord sold them into the hand of King Jabin of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harusheth Hagwim. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help, for he had 900 chariots of iron and had oppressed the Israelites cruelly for 20 years. At that time, Deborah, a prophetess, wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel. She used to sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites came up to her for judgment. She sent and summoned Barak, son of Abinoam from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go, take position at Mount Tabor, and bring 10,000 from the tribe of Naphtali and the tribe of Zebulun. I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, to meet you by the Wadi Kishon, and with his chariots and his troops, I will give him into your hand. And Barak said to her, uh, If you'll go with me, I'll go. But if you're not going to go with me, um, I will not go. And she said, I'll surely go with you. Nevertheless, the road on which you are going will not lead to your glory. For the Lord will give Sisera into the hand of a woman. And then Deborah got up and she went with Barak to Kadesh. Barak summoned Zebulu and Naphtali to Kadesh and 10,000 warriors went up behind him. And Deborah went with him. Now Heber, the Kenite, had separated from the other Kenites at that stage, the descendants of Bohab, the father-in-law of Moses, and had encamped as far away as Elon Bez Anahim, which is near Kadesh. 
When Sisir was told that Barak, son of Abinoam, had gone up to Mount Tibor, Sisera called all his chariots, 900 chariots of iron and all the troops with him. And from Harosheth Gagoim to the Wadi Kishon, and Deborah said to Barak, Up, for this is the day on which the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. The Lord is indeed going before you. So Barak went from Mount Tabor with 10,000 warriors following. And the Lord threw Sisera and all his chariots and all his army into a panic before Barak. Sisera got down from his chariot and he fled away on foot. While Barak pursued the chariots and the army to Harosheth Nahagoim, all the army of Sisera fell by the sword. Not one single one was left. Now Sisera had fled away on foot and he went to the tent of Yael, wife of Heber the Kenite. For there was peace between King Yaban of Hazor and the clan of Heber the Kenite. So Yael came out to meet Sisera and she said, Turn aside, my lord, turn aside, have no fear. So he turned aside into a tent and she covered him with a rug. And then she said, or he said, Please give me a little water. I am thirsty. It's from all the running away, you see. So she opened a skin of milk and gave him a drink and covered him again. And he said to her, stand by the entrance of your tent. And if anyone comes in and asks, is anyone here? Say no. But Yael, wife of Heber, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand and went softly to him. And she drove the tent peg through his temple and it went down into the ground while he was lying fast asleep from weariness and he died. Then Barak came in pursuit of Sisera and Yael went out to him and said, come and I will show you the man who you are seeking. So he went into her tent and there was Sisera lying dead with a tent peg in his temple. That's quite a story, eh? Now, I guess I can sort of understand when Deborah told Barak that God wanted him to attack King Jabin, the same king who'd been terrorizing them for 20 years, why he wasn't all that eager to go. It possibly seemed like an enormous uphill battle to him. You know, one that he was pretty sure that he could not face and win alone. And that's why his answer to her was, if you go, then okay, fine, I'll go. But if you're not going to go, then you pretty much don't expect me to do it. And much to her credit, she went with him. And his army annihilated the army of General Susira. When we find ourselves in a battle that just seems too big and too scary to tackle on our own, much like the one Barak was facing, often we reach out to a friend. And the story of Deborah and Jael taught us that women through the ages have brought special gifts to the table to serve Lord and community. Now when Barak asked Deborah to join him in battle, she did not laugh at him. She didn't call him a coward. She simply said, okay, I'll go. She said, yes, anytime, I'm there for you. She was supportive. And by telling him that Sisera would fall by the hand of a woman, 
She truthfully shared her knowledge. She didn't try to deceive him. And she shared the information as truthfully as she could, even though she knew at that moment that's probably not quite what he wanted to hear. And then when he went to war, she went with him. Now the presence of a prophetess and a judge in the ranks of the army most likely gave the people courage. She kept her word and she did just as she promised to do. In verse 14, Deborah told Barak, now is the time to get up and go to war. The time for waiting is over. The time for action is here. So the army mobilized and they went to war. Now she was able to give him this information because she was a praying woman. She was a woman of God. She listened to his voice and when God spoke, she heard him, she knew his voice and she was able to act on it. You know when at big birthdays or Christmas or something like that, uh, everyone, the whole whanau gets together and there's aunties and uncles and nieces and nephews and you know, there can be 40, 50 people and often there's like 10, 20 children running around laughing and yelling and screaming and then someone will fall and little one will start crying. And have you ever noticed that the mum gets up and goes? Yeah. The mum gets up and she goes. Not all the mums get up, just the one whose baby it was that's crying. You don't necessarily need to see your child fall to know that, that they'll cry. You know their voice. You spend time with them. You can hear them and you can identify them because your time that you spend with them makes you intimately familiar with them. And that was the same with Deborah. She was intimately familiar with the voice of God because of the time that she had spent with him. And she could discern God's voice. By the end of the battle, the Canaanite army had been overthrown and General Sisera had gotten away. And that is where we get introduced to jail. Now, truthfully, studying this bit of Judges, studying Deborah specifically, isolating her good traits, the ones you can see there, things that we should emulate was rather easy to do. Jail is a bit of a different matter. I really had to think about this woman, and I know that we all need that one friend, the one that when I call and say, I think I just killed someone, the friend that'll say, it's all right, I'll bring the shovels and the bleach, I'll be there in five. And I kind of get the feeling that she's one of those lovely ladies, the ones that'll do anything and everything. But because I would like to keep you all out of prison, I had to really look hard at her involvement in this story. I couldn't just stop before she came in because she's an integral part of the story. We can't just dismiss her. She played a huge part in fulfilling the prophecy. But I can't really encourage you to go hunting with ten pigs either. What I could find is she acted on God's will when he wanted something done, she was available. The battle was won by the army, but the leader, Sisera, still died by hand, by her hand. When Barak faced the impossible battle, his victory came not just by his own strength, by his own wit and determination, 
But because he had these two very strong women that was there to help him through this battle. So when you find yourself in the midst of a battle, something that is taxing on you, be humble like Barak and go and surround yourself with strong women in Christ. Whether it's your mum, your wife, a sister, a friend, a neighbour, it doesn't matter. Find a woman that's spent time with God. One that can discern his voice, that'll stand by you, be with you, battling by your side and with God in your heart. Again and again in the Bible, we're assured that God is with us, that he will never leave us to our own devices and that he will help us in everything we do. In Isaiah 41.10, we read, So do not fear. For I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. In Matthew 28 20, in the Amplified Bible, I read where Jesus is saying, Lo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually meaning something that never ends. It just keeps going and keeps going. Regardless of circumstance, whether it's good or bad, and on every occasion, even to the end of the age or the end of time. And if you're not facing a battle yourself, but you are called to be a Deborah or a Yael, to go through the battles with someone else, to stand by them through their battles, I encourage you to do as these ladies did, to be supportive, to be truthful, to encourage them, to keep your word when you've given it, to pray for them, discern God's voice in battle, and act on his will, and like Jesus, to remain with him through it all, until the end of the battle, to see it through. But ladies, for everyone's safety, let's leave the ten pigs at home. Will you please pray with me? Father God, thank you so much for this opportunity to come to you, to be able to gather together in your name. Father, thank you for the blessing that you give us, our friends around us, people that we can rely on even when things are tough, or especially when things are tough. Friends that you place in our lives, Lord, people that know you, that can discern your voice when the noise of the world seems overwhelmingly loud and intrusive. Father, when the battles that we face seems insurmountably big, we thank you, Lord, for never forsaking us. Thank you for going before us and for clearing the way, for upholding us in the face of all adversity, for never failing to answer when we call your name. Father, when we look at the world around us at the moment, it feels very much like there's chimes that it kind of feels like the Israelites and everything just seems so overwhelming to them. And, and at the moment, it kind of feels like the whole world goes going wrong, that there's no end to the agony and the oppression. And then in the midst of all of this, Father God, just like you did for them, you will for us as well. You will reach out and you will grab us, and you will save us. 
Father, we are, however, reminded that they had to turn back to you again and again and again. That they had to realize, first and foremost, that they needed you. And Lord, we ask that you send your Holy Spirit to stir the hearts of our people once more. That you call all humanity to you, Father. That you leave us uneasy, Lord. That you leave us knowing how much we need you with a conviction of our own inadequacies. But Father, also leave us with a knowledge of your undying love and provision. We ask that you call us back again, Lord. Father, I also bring everyone that is suffering, that is facing a battle to you, and ask that you will bring a Deborah or a Yael into their lives, someone that can walk through their troubles with them. Father, we think of the things happening in our own country. There's political interest, people being unhappy, financial situations being under so much strain. Lord, we're looking at the virus and people that are just completely in the health sector, completely overworked. We're looking at all the different floods here and in Australia, Father. And then we're, we're also thinking of the people in Russia and the ones in the Ukraine. And Father, we have to remember that there's going to be victims on both ends. Just because you're Russian doesn't necessarily mean you agree. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be safe. So, Lord, we ask that you take all those people and that you, you, you protect them, Father. You bring salvation to them. You bring your word and your name to them. And if this is their last days, that there will be someone, there will be a Deborah or a Yale that'll be there for them, but also to spread your word and your gospel. Father, use us. We offer ourselves up to be instruments of your word, to enact your will. Father, help us to tune our ears that we will know your voice, that we'll be intimately aware of you. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your grace and your peace that you leave with us. Father, I ask that you bless each and every person in this room, their families and friends, and those listening at home. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.